0: Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. How many of you are ready to receive something from the Lord? You came expectant? Amen? If you don't come to the house of God expecting, you might as well go home. Alright, because you're not going to get anything. I want to speak to you this morning on the mystery of purpose. Everybody say the mystery of purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, do you know what you were made for? I want to read to you Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. Thank you, Pastor Mavis. It says there, To everything there is a season, a time... For every purpose under heaven. Everybody say season, season. season. say time. time, and purpose. I want to start with an introduction this morning uh, on the mystery of purpose. Anything of God is worth fighting for, and your purpose is always worth fighting for. Everything that God created, He created with a purpose. God has never made a mistake. Okay, two people believe that. God has never made a mistake. This is still part of the introduction. The origin of purpose is God. Your purpose is always first completed in heaven before it begins on the earth. I'm going to say that again. The origin of purpose is God. You cannot find your purpose in a man. Or in a woman. You cannot find your purpose in dad and mom. Your spiritual father and your spiritual mother are there to identify it. And to to develop it. But God is the only one that can give purpose. And your purpose is always first finished in heaven. And then it begins on the earth. So you are already a finished product. This is still part of the introduction. When you don't know the purpose of something, you will abuse it. If you don't know the purpose of your wife, you will abuse her. If you don't know the purpose of your husband, you will abuse him. If if I don't know the purpose of this Bible and I put the demand on this Bible to be the mic, how many of you know I'd get frustrated? Even though it's the word of God, it's not a mic. It can't, it can't project to millions of people what I want it to do. It's very powerful. It has its purpose, but it doesn't have the purpose of the microphone. So if I don't know the purpose of something, I will abuse it. If you don't know the purpose of your children, you will abuse them. If you don't know the purpose of your business, you will abuse the business. If you don't know the purpose of money, you will abuse money. All right, every human being on the planet asks these four questions. they ask these four questions. Every single human being. Number one, the first question we all ask is the identity question. We ask the identity question, who am I? How many of you have ever asked that question before, who am I, right? Everyone asks that question, who am I? The identity question, I want to answer that this morning, you're a son of God. And then number two is the origin question. Where am I from? Every human being, they ask, who am I? And they ask, where am I from? They want to know, am I from the Big Bang? Am I from evolution? Am I, am I just here for nothing? Everyone wants to know where they are from. John 13 verse 3 says this, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, Jesus knew his origin and Jesus knew that he was a son. So, where do you come from? You don't come from Boxburg, you come from heaven. You come from heaven. You, you, you're the son of God and you come from heaven. You don't come from any other place. You're not born in hell. Maybe you think that about your mother-in-law. But nobody is born in hell. Everybody is born in heaven. You were first born in heaven. You were made finished in heaven. And then God dispatched you to the earth to finish your purpose. Number three is everybody asks the purpose question. Why am I here? Every single person on this planet will ask this question, why am I here? And then the fourth question we ask as human beings is the destiny question. Where am I going? Everybody wants to know where they're going. Everybody's thinking, man, did God just create me for this? Is this it? Is this place it? I'm thinking, God, is Boxburg it? You know, is there not like New York City in your plan? Is there no Cape Town in your planet? Where's the beach? You know? And we all want to know where we're we going to end up. What's the, what's the end game, if I can say it like that? What's the, what's the porch looking like at 90 years old when you're sitting there looking back on your life? Everyone's thinking, where am I going? And here's the revelation. Why do we ask those four questions? Because you will only dare to think differently when you know those four questions. People that know those four questions, that have revelation on those four questions, they dare to think differently. People that don't know who they are, people that don't know where they're from, people that don't know why they're here, and people that don't know where they're going, they don't dare to think differently. They think the same. People in purpose always challenge the status quo. One of the signs that you know you are in your purpose, your God-given destiny, is that you're challenging the status quo. If we look at our dad in this house, if you look at the apostle of this house, the prophet of this house, we're not preaching ordinary messages. Sometimes we're preaching offensive messages. If you look at what Jesus said to his, to his disciples, he's like, does what I say offend you? Do you want to go? He, he literally just told them, if I offend you, please go. I'm, I'm not here for to babysit you. So our church is not a babysitting church. It's not a church for motivation and hey, encouragement and, oh, you, you soon Okay, let me, you know what? Carry on and do whatever you need to do. You'll still end up where you're going to be, where you need to be. That's not the type of message that we're preaching at the church. That's what we'll be doing at the church. You know that evangelism and prayer is the least attended thing in church? When there's evangelism, everybody's busy. When there's prayer, everybody's busy. But in our church, it's different. We dare to think differently. How many other churches has evangelism on Saturdays and Wednesdays? And how many other churches pray like we pray? When you're in purpose, you dare to think differently, and you challenge the status quo. When we look at Jesus, when Jesus was in the synagogues and in the temples, He didn't just teach what they told Him to teach. When Jesus spoke, everybody got offended. So if you're not offending anybody, you're not doing something right. If everybody is happy with you, you're selling ice cream. And if you want to make everyone happy, you go sell ice cream. But you're not gonna make everyone happy when you do your purpose, when you challenge the normal things. Jesus challenged the status quo by saying, I have a relationship with a father. He's the first person in the Bible to mention a word like God is my father. Everybody else just saw God as God. He's angry. He's in a mood today. But Jesus came and He said, that's my Father. I come from Him and I'm going back to Him. He knew who He was and He knew where He was coming from. He knew what He was supposed to do and He knew where He was going to end. When you know those four questions, when you have revelation on those four questions, you challenge the status quo. Praise God. The beginning of your journey in life is the day you find out why you were born. Your journey in life doesn't start on your birthday. The journey of life begins with the knowledge of your purpose. When you know what you were made for, when you know what you were created for, then only you begin to live. Up to that point, you've just been breathing. Every purpose on the earth is born as a seed. And every seed has the potential to become a tree. But you know what's the sad thing, NBCUC? Is that we have a lot of seeds laying in graveyards today. People that never became trees. God, God, God God never made a tree, God made seed. God has never made a table. You know that? God has never made a chair. He's never made a pillar. He made seed, He made the ground. He creates the ingredients, what you need. The rest is up to you. So if you are like the man in the Bible that got one talent and hid it because he was afraid he lost it, God's going to take that talent and give it to somebody else that wants to produce. The kingdom is based on productivity and stewardship. Look at this, John 12, 24. John 12, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, Unless seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain, much fruit. If you want to live, you need to die. The kingdom is upside down. If you want to live your best life, you need to die to yourself. If you want to live the God-given purpose on your life, you need to die. Without a, there's no resurrection without a death. People want to be resurrected, but they don't want to be crucified. They don't want to go through criticism. They don't want to go through the process, but we want the glory. We want the power, but hey, what about the process? You need to die. You cannot become a tree if you don't die as a seed before God and say, God, I'm here to fulfill my God-given destiny, my God-given purpose. I want to die empty. I don't want to die full. I don't want to die with more books in me. I don't want to die with more messages in me. I don't want to die with more destinies in me. I want to get it all out here on the earth. You need to die empty. Because when you go to God, when you stand before God, you need to be empty and say, God, I did what I had to do. So write this down, this definition. What is purpose? Purpose is the original intent of something's creation. Purpose is the original intent of something's creation. While you write that down, I want to welcome Facebook Live from Sun City, Edenville, and Amandam Toti. Those people in Sun City, uh, we all know what you're busy with. You're having a good holiday while we are in the house of the Lord, so please enjoy it and relax. We love you guys. Praise the Lord. How many of you are jealous of those people? Okay, whoever you are, we love you. The definition of purpose is the reason why something exists. There's a reason behind it. And remember I said that God doesn't make anything without a purpose. Nothing. God has never made a mistake. God has never said, oh my goodness, they messed up. I need to do something about it. Has it occurred to you that nothing has occurred to God? Has it occurred to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? That he's not like, oh, oh wow, I didn't know they were going to do that. <laughs> God's like, I really wanted to do testimonies this morning. They didn't do testimonies. God's not, he's not uh, of God. He's not called of God when, when you do something wrong. He's like, I knew it. I, I predestined it. I know your purpose. I know the reason why you exist. I created you. Now remember earlier I said that everything is first completed in heaven and then it is dispatched to the earth to complete it, right? Why did Adam and Eve mess up? Because they, they came to the earth in perfect form. Why did Jesus not mess up? He came to the earth as a seed. Jesus went through a process that Adam and Eve never went through. Process forms you. Process can bring you character. You need to go through the process. Your seed needs to die. You need to die as a seed so that God can use you. This is what I want to tell you for anybody that has ever doubted their existence and the reason they exist is this, that God has predestined you before the foundations of the world. That before God created the environment that He said that you're going to live in, Michelle, He said, let me create Michelle. Let me create everything she's going to live for. Let me stand at every time she's going to mess up and let me encourage her already. So before you were even a thought in your parents' minds, you were already a God thought. You've been a God thought for billions of years. I've been in God's mind for billions of years. God's been thinking about me every day for the past million years of his life. He's been thinking about Nikki Jr. and about how he's going to fulfill his purpose. See, some of you don't believe me. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. What does it say? After I formed you. I can't read that far. After... While no, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you as a prophet to the nations. Isaiah 46, verse 10. What does that say? Declaring the what from the what? Oh, you, you need to get this this morning. God stood already at your end, at your grave, at your funeral. He stood there and He said the word. All right, now start. He already saw everything. He already saw your mess-ups. He already saw your divorce. He already saw the death of your mom. He already stood at every single mess-up of your life and He still said, carry on. He still said, I believe in you. He still said, don't give up. That's why God is against suicide. Because He doesn't like it when you take your life before you were created. He doesn't like it. He knows your finished product. He already saw you finished. He already saw you completed. He already saw you mature. And that's why He created you. Praise God. Before you were a human being, you were a spiritual being. God first finished you in heaven. God completed you in heaven. God perfected you in heaven and then He dispatched you to the earth to finish your assignment here. When your assignment is done, it's time to go home. That's why they say in the Bible, rejoice when there's death. Because this place sucks. Heaven is amazing. If you have a loved one that has has passed away, I want to tell you, If they served the Lord, if they were in right standing with God, they accepted Jesus Christ. Rejoice over their death. They're in heaven with Him. They're having a much better time than what they would have had here on the earth. Trust me. Man, I wish I could just be with the Lord 24-7. But there's a purpose to complete. There's a finished work to do here on the earth. Jesus said, "What what is my food? To do the will of my Father and to finish His work. Jesus knew his assignment. Jesus knew what he was going to do. This is what it means that God already saw the finished product and he still believed in you. He saw when you were going to mess up and he still decided to be your biggest fan. Amen. You need to replace the negative thoughts that you have of yourself with some godly thoughts. There's a, there's a lot of God's thoughts in here. God thinks a lot of good things about you, but every time you say, I'm depressed, I'm this, I'm this, I'm a failure. You just need to go in here and see what God already said about you before He created you, before He created your family. His thoughts are in here. His word is in here. He already declared your end from the beginning. So many people want to give up. It's a process. We have to go through it. For In order for a Coke can to be a Coke can, it has to be produced. It has to be processed. It has to be paid for. And then it can be dispatched. You need to realize that the process is actually the greatest gift from God. Don't focus so much on the destiny that you forget the now. You forget the present. You forget the gifts that God gives you every single day. Job 5, chapter 6 to 7. Verse 67, sorry. For affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble spring from the ground. Yet man is born to trouble. As the sparks fly upward. Oh my goodness, I want to preach this thing this morning. That you were not born to purpose, you were born to trouble. But what you were born to is different to what you were born for all right this side they got it but maybe you guys you're on the right you're not helping me out you were born to poverty you were born to a broken home you were born to death in the family you were born to sickness but what you are born to is different to what you are born for just because you are born into poverty doesn't mean you have to stay poor just because you are born into sickness doesn't mean you have to stay sick it is a decision to say God what is my purpose what was I created for I think it's Bill Gates that said, "If you are born poor and you stay poor, it's your own fault." Yeah. Too many people are using excuses today to stay poor, to not tithe, to not serve, to not do their purpose. There's a lot of people making excuses, but there ain't a lot of people out here doing the purpose of God. Your purpose is not obvious and it's not automatic. I'm going to say it again. Your purpose is not obvious and it's not automatic. It doesn't just happen. You might get a word from the Lord, a prophetic word this morning that you need to do something. And then you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, okay, Lord, now you do it. No, God will tell you exactly the finished product. He'll tell you the end from the beginning and then you'll say, okay, get to work go build a business you know the first step to starting your business is quitting your job if god said i called you the business and god really says it, god gives you scripture he says do business until i come become a king of finance here and you stay in your job you're out of the will you're out of purpose and did god say it's going to be easy who said it was going to be easy Those people that come say, oh, my life is so difficult now. It's so hard now. Now that I'm a Christian, everything's going wrong. Who said it was going to be easy in the first place? Who lied to you? I'm so tired of us preaching this gospel that when you become a Christian, everything's perfect. In fact, it's the other way around. You get more attacks. You know why? Because you're a son of God. The devil doesn't like that one bit. Man, I wish there was a bigger pool this morning for somebody's purpose to be accomplished. There are three types of purposes. Number one, there's a natural purpose. There's natural purpose. There's divine purpose. And there is eternal purpose. Three different types of purposes. Natural, divine, and eternal. Natural, divine, and eternal. And this is where I feel that God wants to minister this morning. That your natural purpose is equivalent to your career. It's equivalent to your career. Your natural purpose is driven by ambition, by education, by desire, by training, by hard work. That's the natural purpose. It's driven by ambition, driven by desire, driven by hard work, driven by training, by education. All of those things, that drives your career. You need to do hours of studying, hours of this, hours of that. Somebody tell me, what was Jesus' career? He was a carpenter, right? So here's the question. Did Jesus continue with carpentry when God called him? When, when God said, and he opened heavens, and Jesus was baptized in the Jordan where we were, and God said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, did Jesus get up and say, okay, now this business is going to prosper? Let me go make some more tables and and chairs and let me just, oh my goodness, I'm going to build the temple of the Lord with this this carpentry skill that I have. I'm anointed now. Here's the thing. Your natural purpose has a shelf life. Everything you do naturally on earth has a shelf life. One of these days, it's going to have an expiration date. Where you're going to have to say bye-bye to the natural things of God. To the natural things of this world and say hello to the supernatural things of God. Here's the, here's, the, here's the boring thing about a natural purpose is that you don't need God. It's natural. God doesn't do natural. He doesn't like natural. He's not natural. He doesn't like it. So when you are a carpenter, that's why you don't read about Jesus for 18 years of his life. We don't hear about Jesus. For 18 years he's doing carpentry, he's doing school, he's doing natural things. It was boring. Nobody was like, yeah, let's write about Jesus. Look at how he's forming the table. And wow, that's a beautiful chair. And you know what? That's a king chair that he just... No, nobody took note of carpentry. Nobody can find the, the carpentry that he did 2019 years ago. And when God called him to divine purpose, the natural Purpose had a shelf life. He had to say goodbye to his natural purpose. He had to say, Okay, carpentry, I'm done with you. I'm not going to do that again. The closest I'm going to get to carpentry is a cross. Your natural purpose has an expiration date. Your divine purpose comes directly from God. Write that down. Divine purpose comes directly from God. Natural purpose doesn't, it's a career. You get paid for it every month. You pay for it every day, some of you, every week, some of you. It's natural. You're getting money for it. Salary comes in. But God didn't tell you, oh, you know, now go study to be this and go do that. The natural, your natural purpose is not the will of God, the perfect will, but it's the permissive will. God gives permission. He's like, go do it. He allowed Jesus to be a carpenter. He allowed David to be a shepherd's boy. He allowed it. He allowed them to look after sheep. And he allowed them to do that. It's a part of the process. But when God calls you, you need to be obedient to say, that's a shell fly. Pastor Andrew, shared it in the first service. He said that he was one of the top IT guys in the world working for IBM, right? And God tells him, quit your job. Go do ministry. I think a whole year went by without you having a job, right? A, a, a steadfast income. And many other plans in a man's heart. But the will of God will always prevail. Amen. The counsel of the Lord will always stand. And when God called him to say, you need to quit that job. It was, it was like, okay, I need to get rid of that now and focus on this. He doesn't do that for IBM anymore on the sideline and the side hustle. and No. That thing is a shelf life. When the when divine purpose comes. The natural purpose as a shelf life. So number one, divine purpose comes directly from God. And number two, it's something only you can do. Nobody else could part the Red Sea but Moses. Nobody else could deliver the people from Egypt but Moses. Moses was the one called to it. Nobody could die on a cross but Jesus. Nobody can do what you need to do. God doesn't want somebody else to do what you need to do. And if you don't want to do it, he'll pass it on. He'll say, okay, the next person needs to come. But there's something that only you, only your personality needed to accomplish here on the earth. And sometimes we say no to divine purpose because we're stuck in safety. We're stuck in saying, God, but what about my kids? What about my family? What about my house and my insurance? Divine purpose doesn't come with a budget. It comes with faith. Divine purpose number three, you need an anointing for it. Natural purpose, you don't need an anointing. But divine purpose, you need an anointing for it. I want to tell you this this morning that you cannot escape divine purpose. You cannot escape it. You can, oh, I want to I prophesy this to someone. You can delay it, but you cannot deny it. Your divine purpose, you can delay and say, God, I don't want to do it. Pastor A shared it, the first service, the first time God called him, God, he said to God, no, you're crazy. I'm not doing this. I have a family. I have this and I have this, 1,000 excuses. And when God said again, this is the last time I'm telling you, it was like, all right, let's go. There wasn't any questions or questions. So even though Pastor Andrew delayed maybe his purpose, he didn't miss his purpose. I want to tell somebody this, that just because you missed a season of your purpose doesn't mean you missed your purpose. You didn't miss your purpose just because you missed a season of it. That there's still so much more that God wants to give you. Don't go into this whole condemnation thing that, oh, I said no to the Lord two years ago. He's never going to call me again. God has grace on you. God has favor for you. God loves you. You're one of his favorite people on the planet. He loves to spend time with you. So when you said no, you can come back and say, hey, remember I called you? And you might have delayed it, but you cannot escape it. And you cannot deny it. Young people in this place, listen to my, my words this morning that you might delay the call of God on your life, but you can never deny it. You might delay business on your life, but you can never deny it. You can never deny the true call of God in your life because Jesus' divine purpose was to be the son of God. It wasn't to be a great carpenter. It was to be the son of God. What does carpentry have to do with being the savior of the world? What does a shepherd's boy have to do with being a king? What does being the greatest murderer of Christians have to do with being the greatest pastor of the New Testament? Apostle Paul killed Christians. What does that have to do with his purpose? It has nothing to do with it sheep have nothing to do with a kingdom building a chair has nothing to do with dying on a cross being the savior of the world your natural purpose this morning i came to tell someone that god is calling you to divine purpose and it's not going to be natural thinking it's going to be supernatural thinking it's going to be faith added to it if you say god i'll quit my job for the ministry when you when you have my salary covered you're going to wait a whole while, eh? <laughs> hey. Purpose isn't obvious. What you might be doing right now, you're not going to do forever. It has a shelf life. It has something to say, God, I know that I'm doing this right now, but I'm not going to do this forever. Many of you have businesses. Many of you have jobs today that you you started in faith, and God has blessed you, and it's been the permissive will of God, but there's going to come a time where God is going to say that divine purpose is here right now, and you know natural purpose is always for you, but divine purpose is always for others. It's always to impact the world. It's always to change somebody else's life, and it's not easy to say yes to that. It's easier to say no to that. Say, God, but what about my needs and my family? What about the rest of the world? world out there many people running away from this stage running away from altar calls and running away from testimonies you know what happens when you don't do an altar call people can go to hell you can miss your destiny you can miss your eternal destiny if you don't want to take a mic sometimes and say i'll be a son i'll preach i'll do the message i'll do something because other people's lives are at stake because of your divine purpose Your divine purpose is connected to significance. Success is always for you. Significance is for others. Your divine purpose is for others. It's not for you. Somebody's purpose here this morning has an expiration date. And your divine purpose this morning is being established. And as I'm speaking, I know God is speaking to some of you right now. God is busy speaking to some people right now that you need to start the business or that it's time to end the business. It's time to go into ministry. God is speaking to some of you right now. I want you to close your eyes in this place and just hear what the Lord is saying. I need the, the keys, guys. Don't you for one second think that what you are doing now is the only thing you were made for. God has given you divine purpose. God has given you divine purpose. I'm going to close with this one statement. Your natural purpose keeps you bound to a need. But your divine purpose connects you to your provision. Natural purpose, you'll always have a need. Always say, God, I need a miracle. God, I need a miracle. You know, somebody in in purpose, they they don't need miracles 99% of the time. Because they got faith. When you're in your divine purpose, you're continuously living in faith. It's a natural state. If I look at my dad and my mom, the way they built this church, the way they built this ministry, they didn't build it on budget. There was no budget. There was no big givers. The biggest offering was 10,000 rand. You can't build a 30 million rand project on 10,000 rand. But divine purpose doesn't require a need. It requires provision. It connects you to provision. When you come in contact with divine purpose, it connects you to your provision. God will always provide purpose. So many of you today, you came here with a broken heart. You came here with a sick body. What are you going to do when you're healed? If God heals you today, God heals your heart, God heals your body, God provides for your business, what are you going to do? Is the healing for you or is the healing for somebody else? Jesus asked a, a leper this at the pool of Bethesda Hey, do you want to be healed? And he gave Jesus an excuse. And Jesus said, All right, get up and walk. He healed him, anyways. And later that day, Jesus saw him in the temple, and Jesus said, Hey, you're healed. Praise God. It's like, but go, sin no more. Lest a worse thing comes upon you. You know what that means? You know why Jesus asked him, Do you want to be healed? He didn't ask him, Do you want to be healed for healing? He said, Do you want the responsibility of being healed? Because when you heal, there's no more sin. When you healed, you need to testify. When you healed, you need to step into purpose. When you were lame and when you were a leper, you couldn't preach the gospel to no one. You couldn't heal nobody. You, you couldn't go do anything. But when you are healed, now you are obligated to do your purpose. So many people this morning came here, broken hearts, and the Lord spoke to me specifically about marriages that don't know their purpose, that they just got married, but there's no greater purpose behind the marriage and remember what I said that if you don't know the purpose of your spouse you will abuse them so this morning while every eye is closed the Holy Spirit is ministering and I thank God that He's here this morning because God brought you here today for you to have an encounter with your purpose God wants you to have an encounter with your divine purpose was divine purpose There's many people here this morning that you are still in natural purpose but God is calling you to divine purpose in Jesus name for more information on products please visit our website or send us an email all the details are on the back of the product pack